0: Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com, so please subscribe. We speak today to Dale Veran, CEO of Fortune Bay TSXV Gold, explorer with assets in Canada and Mexico. They're going to focus their 1.8 million of cash on their Canadian Saskatoon asset, Goldfields, and dust off a 2011 PFS. They're also going to look at a, developing a resource estimate and maybe a little bit of exploration, but that will require them to raise some money later this year. I've seen a bump in the share price recently, which obviously got the market excited. Um, and we talked to Dell about business plans over and beyond this, what's going to happen next year, how they're going to fund it, and why should the market be excited about yet another small gold exploration company. Enjoy the podcast.
1: Dale, how are you doing, sir? Good, thanks to yourself, Matt. Thanks for having us.
0: Yeah, well, thanks for coming on the show. It's uh, first time, right? We haven't spoken before, and um, new story. So I'm really pleased. I love a new story. So, so does everyone watching this. And you're going to tell us all about it. But tell us, where are you in the world, first of all?
1: I'm in uh, Kelowna, British Columbia, in Canada. Oh my goodness! Right, I know Kelowna.
0: I know Kelowna. It's
1: beautiful
0: up there. You got they got the mountains, you got the lakes, you got the vineyards. Very nice. You've been there long? Yeah,
1: fantastic city. Nice to be based here.
0: Yeah, yeah. We nearly built a hospital there a long time ago, but uh, we, we, had a, we had some differences with the First Nations there and uh, yeah, we, we had to walk, I'm afraid. But yeah, that's absolutely beautiful. But yeah, you don't sound like a local, though.
1: No, um, I'm originally from South Africa, born there, schooled there, studied, uh, worked in Africa for some time before moving across to Canada. Fantastic, fantastic. And what brings you, well, is it,
0: no, have you been in Canada long? I mean, how long have you been working?
1: Yeah, about seven years. Um, so moved across, uh, worked in uh, Saskatchewan, um, based in Saskatoon for Dennison Mines Corp., a uh, Lundine company. Ah, oh, very good. And then uh, more recently moved across to the gold space and uh, Fortune Bay.
0: Ah, superb. Okay, well, my regards to David Cates. We, we like him, he's a nice guy. Um, so you're going to tell us today uh, about Fortune Bay? Uh, like I say new story. So, so, why don't you kick off, give us that one-minute overview of the business, and then we'll pick it up from there.
1: So, Fortune Bay is a gold explorer and developer. We listed on the TSXV under the symbol FOR. Um, the company has two hundred percent owned projects, gold projects, lo- located in Saskatchewan, Canada, and in Chiapas, State, Mexico. Um, combined, the projects host two point one billion ounces in measured and indicated. And 0.9 million ounces in inferred resources. Those are historical estimates. Um, and both projects offer significant exploration upside and development upside. You know, these projects have been under the radar for some time, they've been inactive. And recently, we set out on a path to unlock value in these assets. Um, just over a month ago, well, I should say, in the end of July, we announced plans for the Goldfields project. Um, to advance that through various exploration and development activities, and that's expected to deliver, you know, numerous catalysts over the next 12 to 18 months.
0: Right. When you say underexplored, you mean no one cared that they existed. Is that what you mean?
1: Yeah, I think you know we went through a lull in the in the gold market, you know, in the you know from 2011 we had a bit of a false start 2016, and obviously seen the gold market pick up significantly re- recently. So it's you know being brought on to... Get the these, the company moving, the projects moving, and it's you know certainly a really exciting time to be doing that.
0: Well, it's certainly an exciting gold price environment to be doing it. Is this just another one of those companies that's been dug out of the cupboard and put in front of people and hoping that you'll find enough investors who'll put money into this to give it a chance?
1: You know, I think the the companies uh, you know these are really exciting assets. Um, you know, the the company went through a whole bunch of uh, different transactions, um, you know, back in 2014 to 2016, when the current company was uh, formed in the current uh, form, and uh, since then, you know, there, there's been a lot of interest in these projects, but no actual work done. And obviously, with the the, the, the uptick in the gold price, um, it's really excited the board to get the the projects moving. And you know, I was brought on just over two months ago.
0: Yeah, so I know you're relatively new. I mean, your, your background, you're obviously a uranium guy, but coming into this gold environment, it must be a welcome relief compared to uranium the past few years for sure. But when you say the ex- when the directors are excited, I, I bet they are because it means they get salaries paid, they get lovely options um, here. But what what I want you to be able to tell me today is that this isn't just another. Uh, opportunity for investors to be, you know, fleeced out of their cash by, you know, you guys pitching a story which has got no chance of working. You know, so what what is it that we should be looking for? What have you been brought in to do, first of all? What do you think you're going to be able to do for for these assets, which well, other I, people know, was, couldn't do?
1: Yeah, I was really excited, you know, with this opportunity when it came across my desk. You know, just firstly in terms of a company in today's market with gold resources. On the books at decent grades. They're both open pit targets. Uh, a company that had, you know, the projects hadn't had much done on them, and the gold price having moved up so much, um, you know, at the Goldfields project, there's a there's already a PFS that was done in 2011 that had robust economics. Uh, you know, obviously we know what happened subsequent to 2011 with the lull in the gold price, but um, you know we've we've started to look at all that in detail and really impressed with the the work that's been done there, the quality of the work. We've had independent consultants come on and review that, that PFS um, and it's, it's a robust study. The, the real exciting part is we get to build on that study and it's a study that was done using a, a Canadian Gold price of $1250 an ounce. You know, today the, the gold price is, Canadian Gold price is more than doubled, sitting at around $2,600 an ounce. So, you know, On that basis alone, it's, it's a really exciting project to move forward. In this market, but obviously things have to be re really looked at instead of capex, opex. And, and that's not even including what we see on the expiration side. There's a lot of potential around both the deposits on the Goldfields property, both box and a Okay. 2011
0: PFS, yeah, obviously it wasn't a great time, 2011, 2012. Um, I can understand why it got boxed up. Um, what are the relevant numbers from the PFS that you can? talk talk about today because I'm trying to understand the economics in, in today's environment because a lot of things look good in today's environment but what are you able to help us with
1: Yeah, so the 2011 PFS it's a and open pit mining scenario of the Box and Athona deposits Box going first having approximately you know, just over 70% of the resources it's a 13 year mine life uh, with a mill capacity of 5000 ton per day um, you know gold recoveries at Box of eighty nine percent Athana, ninety one percent. In Terms of the economic highlights. um, Using that gold price of twelve fifty Canadian an ounce, um, you know there was a the the capex was one hundred fifty nine million using a fourteen percent contingency. Um, The NPV produced was one hundred forty four million dollars. That's a pre tax NPV um, at a five percent discount rate, and the IRR produced was nineteen point six. Uh, percent also on a pre-tax basis so those you know those re- re- economics are certainly robust um obviously in today's terms we need to plug in a new gold price but we also need to relook at those capex opex costs and make sure they, they're going to be realistic in today's in today's terms
0: okay so before we get into that t- talking about the uh, corporate structure because um, I'm trying to understand um, the plan as it were. You know, how are you going to move? This thing for us. So start with the corporate structure. So, you know, who's involved? Who's got what? How much money have you got in place?
1: Yeah. So the corporate structure. You know, the, this company was run by Chairman Wade Dawe, who, who goes back, you know, to the two, early 2000s when he started Linear Gold Corp. They had success. Went into Briggs Gold. Um, eventually, Brigus merged with Apollo Resources, and that sold to Primero. Um, there was there was a big success, and it's out of that transaction that these assets came. Into play, so Wade's you know still on the board, and he's um, you know he's helping drive the strategy forward. Um, the company's you know well funded. We've got a lot of insider ownership. Um, you know the the both board and management owning around 19%. So there's a strong alignment with shareholders there, and uh, yeah, really excited to to take our strategy and and put it into our projects and you know execute on that.
0: Okay, but like I say, talk to me about how much cash you've got available, or what the process will be for raising cash. Because again, if I'm looking back in, you know, as recently as you know May this year, you're you know 15 million market cap, but like there's not there's nothing exciting here. So, have you been able to raise capital? We so say how much? What are the
1: plans? Yeah, we raised um, going back to May, we raised 2.7 million dollars. Um, in hard dollars and you know that's being used to fund the company now through through various activities um, and that's you know our, our current cash is around 1.8 million. that's going to see us well into next year in terms of what we're doing on the technical side. You know we have some field work planned for September we, we, we've init- we initiated a mineral resource estimate. we're doing a PFS um, high level review um, various activities on the go. But we are looking to drill, um, you know, really as soon as possible at goldfields. That's going to require some additional funding. Uh, So we'll look to the markets later this year, and uh, look to, you know, obviously flow through financing would be attractive. We haven't decided on exact amounts yet. You know, we're still in the process of looking through the data, uh, defining drill targets. That that involves creating new geological models for the Box and deposits. That's going to guide our exploration. And we're going to be able to put a really solid plan around that. Look at what it's going to cost, and then we can look to you know raise the money in, you know, for that project.
0: Okay, Wayne Door, He, I mean, he must have learned from the past. It's like you've got to hit the market at the right time. Obviously, this is a very good time to come back into market with this project. You've got 1.8 million bucks. You talk about lasting you till next year. You may need to raise some money to do some drilling later this year. You'll you work out what that number needs to look like. I mean, you're going to have to get your foot down. You're going to have to accelerate this if you to take advantage of the current environment. Are you under any pressure um, from you know from way to, to do that?
1: Now, of course, there's a strong drive from the board to, to move this project. You know, we we have an aggressive strategy, but we realize that a strategy is realistic. You know, one advantage in Saskatchewan is that. Um, it's a great place to operate. Everyone knows that you know it's a top-ranked jurisdiction in Canada, and you know my experience there with Denison Mines Corp, having done lots of drilling programs in northern Saskatchewan and studies. Um, you know, familiar with all the players in the space, and we really have a good plan to advance that quickly. And we're not just you know we di- we differentiate our, our, we differentiate ourselves from other companies and that we're not starting a PFS from scratch. We've got so much great data to build upon. There's been so much good work done in the past. So we really feel that that allows us to fast track this project um, in terms of both ad- advancing it along the development path in terms of a future PFS, but also in terms of exploring the project where we see a huge amount of potential.
0: Okay, and what sort of company are you going to be? Because obviously you're going to dust off the PFS from 2011, spend a bit of money reassessing that, and then potentially update that. Right? That that's that'll be that'll be a nice quick win, and certainly in terms of for for the market. Yeah, is that the idea? Right, right.
1: That's right. You know, the immediate focus on goldfields and and doing that absolutely. Okay.
0: What happens when you get the PFS? Do you go okay? That that's fantastic. We'll now go down to Mexico, or do you keep working that up or raise some more money and try and develop both? And what's the plan?
1: Well, you know, goldfields. We're certainly going to keep marching down that development path and continue to de-risk the project. we want to create a project that's going to interest a mid-tier miner. and it's certainly once we've done a PFS, we um, will we, we'll be, you know, in tandem with the, the, the updated mineral resource estimates um, followed by a potential future PFS, we're going to be doing an exploration. And, you know, based on those results, we can then look to include those additional resources in either an updated PFS or put it all together into a feasibility study. Um, but, you know, if we, if we create a good project in a good jurisdiction, we believe there's going to be interest as we move down that path. There's going to be a lot of interest in a lot of gold uh, developers.
0: Um, you know, it's a question of how do you stand out because it's fairly low grade. Um, it's not a particularly big project, so you know the mid and large caps are not going to be looking at you. So, what's your plan for growth for this company? What are shareholders buying into?
1: Well, you know, in the short term, you're buying into goldfields. You know, that's our main story. That's where we're going to focus. You know, we're not going to confuse shareholders with lots of different assets where we have this vast portfolio. We're going to have a real focus that's got a catalyst, and we're going to move that project forward as quickly as we can. Um, you know, obviously, creating a good project, you're going to have lots of favourable opportunities, outcomes down the road, and that's going to create value for shareholders. At Exwatone, it's a fantastic project, great asset. It's not as advanced as goldfields. We can't move that down the, the you know the development pathline as quickly, the exploration pathline. So we are we currently looking at that. Project in detail we're looking at the data pulling it apart there's a lot of opportunity a lot of value to be unlocked a lot of exploration potential development upside you know um, and we look at various options to advance that you know and it may not we may not advance that necessarily ourselves you know we might look to find a suitable partner that can advance that can advance that project for us and that's obviously finding the right person in the the right company you know the right operational Capability, financial uh, capability as well. Now or down the line. You know, there's there's certainly been a lot of interest in the project going back prior to me joining, and 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 currently, it's a great asset. The people who know about it know it's a good project. Um, so there's certainly interest in it, and we we just need to um, look to at at evaluating a, a, a potentially a suitable partner, and then seeing how that unfolds over the, you know the coming months here.
0: Plus you don't have the money to do too much with it yourself.
1: Well, that's right. you know we, capital is valuable to us, shareholder capital, so we want to really allocate that where you know in the short term we can we can use that effectively. And um, you know at extra we certainly you know see the value to do that, but not not at the same time necessarily. And that's where I think the value could be in sharing some of that risk with another suitable partner and focusing our story on gold fields in the short term.
0: And so what happens to the team down there? Are you, would you look to partner what what sort of deal would you be looking for? Or have you even thought that far ahead?
1: You know, we're open to various options at this stage. It could be anything from an outright acquisition where we could use, you know, if there's some cash in that cash and shares, we can use some of that to even fund gold fields in the shorter term. We'd also be open to earning option agreements. There's been earning option agreements on the project in the past. You know, Ken Ross was there. 2000 to 2000, 2007 to 2009 and they did the last real significant work in terms of drilling on the project so there's been those types of arrangements in the past past and we'd certainly look to uh, you know attract a partner to do something similar in future.
0: okay so with the recent bump in the share price where do you think the market's attributing value? are they giving you any credit for Mexico XY ex, ex, uh, time?
1: Absolutely, I think there is there is value in there. Uh, you know, it's hard to answer that question. I mean, we not we don't have analyst coverage yet. It's still early days for us, so it's hard to see exactly where the market's putting the value. I think the value is in our story of having two advanced projects and having a plan for one of them in the near term, with another one, uh, you know, a little bit down that pipeline,
0: to advanced projects. Okay, do you, do you seriously think these are advanced projects?
1: Well, we consider them advanced exploration projects in okay, that sense. Gotcha. You know, we're not dealing with we're not a junior explorer. We're not going out and doing greenfields exploration. We've got two assets with resources, um, and we're looking to expand those resources and take those projects through development stages to de- de-risk them.
0: So, what do you think you need to deliver before you can go out and raise this money at the end of the year? What what, what are the deliverables that the market's going to give you some credit for, hopefully at a higher price?
1: Yeah, I think you know where we stand at the moment. You know, we've we've got these good assets. Um, I think with with goldfields, we're basically putting together geological models. Um, you know, the project going back to two thousand eleven, the models that were created there were very simplistic, and you know, the, the exploration was done um, just on chasing mineralisation. There was no emphasis on understanding. The structural controls in these deposits so you know, by us developing good models that can guide exploration and demonstrate targets on those on the on the deposits I think that's going to help us you know raise that money
0: okay so, so just in terms of that that 1.8 million that you've got left I mean can you sort of break that down and, and how you how you intend to spend that between now and the end of the year or into next year
1: so yeah so the you know the, we've initiated a, a mineral resource estimate. Mm-hmm. And that process really involves, you know, us, we've got to put together a technical team. Uh, we've got a technical director and a senior project geologist for the Goldfields project. So, we're really pulling apart that data. We're we, we putting it into, uh, you know, solid databases. We're um, reviewing that in detail. Um, that's obviously taking time. We're doing a QAQC on that. And then we'll move into a fieldwork stage where we'll be um looking at the the rocks. We'll be doing a historical core review, looking at the outcrops, some of the trenches and building these geological models. and That's going to form the basis for a mineral resource estimate. A lot of the spend over the next next while will be focused on our field activities, our involvement with the data and then leading into a mineral resource estimate. At the same time, we'll be allocating money to a a high-level PFS review. We've started that process and we've done an initial uh, exercise to look at the PFS. We'll be continuing that through Q4, Q3, and Q4 um, this year to basically look at uh, where the opportunities and risks are with the with doing a new PFS and also identifying any data gaps. So, when it comes to next year, we combined with our you know a a potential drilling program, we'll also be looking at um, looking to collect any additional data needed to go toward a PFS study.
0: Okay, in in terms of. Your hopes for how this progresses and what the timing is—you've said we've agreed that sh- probably should take advantage of the current gold environment. It should be an accelerated time frame, but you 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 only had your feet under the desk for a matter of a few months now, right? So, what were some yep. of the things that you saw when you walked in that made you nervous?
1: You know, when you when you come into when you, on, on face value you look at the company's assets, you you, you pull the uh, tech reports of Cedar and you have a quick look through and you think, well, this looks great, but of course, when you're looking at, you know, you're looking at a resource estimate at Exxon Time going back to 2006, uh, the PFS which includes the resource estimates for Goldfields going back to 2011. You open these up and you think, well, you know, you think, what am I going to discover here? Is there going to be uh, any skeletons in the closet, so to speak, and uh, you know, what's, what we found is everything has been really well done, and this is not just coming from our company side, but from independent consultants. You know, certainly at Goldfields, the, the PFS that was done is a really robust study. Um, you know, it was, the feedback we've had on it has been very complimentary. And on top of that, we are seeing opportunities in that PFS for, uh, you know, for creating more value on the project and improving the economics.
0: Right. So again, you haven't been here that long. Um, it feels, you know, I think the market is saying, well, okay, there's, there's possibly something here. I mean, the, the share price has reacted quite strongly uh, after you did your, your fundraise. Um, they're buying it, they're buying a lot of things. Are you at all worried that if gold falls back or, or, or you know, comes, resets a bit, you're going to be left behind?
1: Well, you know, I think we've already we've already seen there's a robust project there, twelve fifty Canadian dollars an ounce. So I think we've got a lot of buffer to work with, you know. So we we're really confident that with what's in place already in terms of that historical PFS plus the expiration upside, we can really uh, create a much better project here. Um, you know, the expiration itself, we're seeing high grades that were drilled below the resource estimate. Um, that haven't yet been included, and it's open at depth. This is at Box, and there's similar exploration potential at Athona. So there's there's lots of ways to to grow and improve this project. And so I think we, you know, even if the gold price does pull back, I think we're in a really strong position to advance on an existing PFS that that is robust. Okay, so you've come in. Have you bought any shares yourself? Yeah, I have bought 60,000 uh, 60, shares.
0: Okay. Okay. Cool. You've
1: been given any? Not given any. Uh, You know, obviously incentivized with some options that are linked to certain performance uh, objectives. But uh, yeah, those I've worked with my own money.
0: Well, that's interesting. So, what sort of objectives do they set you? I mean, obviously, that (laughs) yeah, that's what you're going to focus on, right?
1: Well, yeah. It's I mean, it's it's all about creating shareholder value there. And what's that mean? What's that mean? People say that all the time. What's that mean? Well, you want to you want to. Get the share price up, grow the market cap for the company as well. And uh, you know those objectives are very much aligned with, with the path we've selected. You know when I came on board, we had some really good strategy sessions, and we, we decided how do we move this these projects forward, and that was rolled into you know my performance incentives and you know our broader teams. And you know the boards, You know, also has a significant ownership in the company, so we feel very much aligned with shareholders to to move this forward. No, that's great, that's great. But
0: and and I appreciate that, right? That's good. That's a good thing. But what are the other things that you are incentivized by? What 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 targets do boards set CEOs? I'm intrigued. I I, you know, because there's lots of different ways of getting people to get focused and and deliver. But in your case, what was it?
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's really about. There's technical objectives that to to deliver value on the project, both in terms of resource expansion, uh, in in de-risking the project through studies, um, those types of initiatives, really to move the projects forward. You know, our company's got a, a commitment to really putting money in the ground, not only having a lot of necessarily corporate uh, type uh, spent overheads and that, but focusing on the ground. and, and We believe if we explore well, uh, add ounces with the drill bits. De-risk the projects; the value is going to come for us, you know. And that's where we're really focusing shareholder money, and that's where we're going to uh, expect to get the best returns, in taking the projects forward.
0: Okay, Dale. Thanks for that. Interesting story. I
1: mean, you, like I say, you've only been there,
0: you know, what, two, three months? Not so long. Um, it'd be interesting to, you know, see how you you get along, um, see how the market reacts, and like I say, if we d- dust off that PFS. It'll be. Hopefully, a significant moment for you guys going forward. So, appreciate you spending the time today talking us through it.
1: Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having us.
0: Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.